Welcome to the Lightshine Church Podcast. I'm Rob Douglas, the organizing pastor of Lightshine Church, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to our weekly message. That was awesome. <laughs> I gotta say, one of the perks of this online um worship is that we all get to participate in hearing Shay with the kids. So thank you, Shay, for that. Well, good morning, Lightshine family. I'm joining you from my office here in Agora. My family's downstairs and I am upstairs. And today we're going to turn to the book of Mark. So if you want to grab your Bible, we're in Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 9. All right. While Jesus was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man named known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to, to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I've heard this passage so many times. It's not unfamiliar to me, but this time as I was reading it and studying it and praying over it this week, I noticed something that I've never noticed before. And what I noticed is what is not included in the story, and that is the voice of the woman. (laughs) Where is her voice? And why do we just have two men talking about what she did and giving their comments about it? What about her perspective? I want to hear her voice. But it's not there. Mark doesn't tell us hardly anything about this woman. It'd be a better story if we heard her voice, but that's okay because what her what she does, her actions speak volumes. So, uh, the story begins Jesus in, is in the home of Simon the leper. And let's not miss the significance of that small phrase right there. People did not go near lepers. They kept a far distance from anyone who had leprosy. You know where I'm going with this. It might be similar to saying that Jesus was at the home of someone who had the coronavirus. None of us would be doing that right now. That's how crazy this would have sounded to the people who heard what, um, where Jesus was having dinner that night. 
So here they are, there's a large gathering and some of the people, probably the disciples, were very upset about what this woman had just done. But before we judge them too harshly, let's just acknowledge that they have a decent point. This was very expensive perfume, probably imported from India, possibly a family heirloom, and she pours the whole thing on Jesus's head. If the cost of this perfume had been used in another way, it could have helped so many people. It was worth a year's salary. So uh, let's think for a moment. Think about how much money you make in a year or how much you want to make in a year (laughs) or how much at one point you made in a year. It doesn't matter. Just think of a number and then think about if we were to give this money to Harbor House, Denise Cortez, the homeless ministry in our community, what Denise would do with that money. I don't know what she would do with it, but for some of you, the amount that your salary would do for her would be a total game changer. And we at Lightshine take this call to love and engage and serve the poor really seriously. It's, we believe it's central to following Jesus. The problem in this narrative is that this was the only thing that they could see. It was the cost of the perfume and the waste that it seemed to be. That was the only thing that they could see. And Jesus, of course, sees something else. He responds by, of course, saying, you're always going to have the poor with you, but I'm not always going to be here. In fact, he's going to die soon, very soon. And the woman knows this, and so she's preparing for his burial by pouring out this perfume. So we're left to imagine what the woman would say if we asked her. If we said, tell us. Tell us about the perfume. Why did you feel led to do this now? Why in this setting to expose yourself to criticism and judgment from others? What's it about for you? We don't know. Mark doesn't tell us. If any of you have any guesses, go ahead and put it in the chat. I'd love to hear what are your thoughts? Why do you think she did this? And what would she say to us if we asked her? Anyone want to venture a guess? No right or wrong answers here because, as I said, we don't know. Um, Something to think about. Well, one of the things I imagine that she would likely tell us is who Jesus was to her. He must have been somebody really significant. Um, Maybe he healed her from a disease. Maybe he forgave her for something that society saw as unforgivable. He must have had compassion on her and loved her in a way that was for her life-changing. Which invites us to consider who is Jesus to us? What does Jesus mean to you? This is a great week to reflect deeply on that question. It's Holy Week and we're going to remember what happened to Jesus, what he went through For us, who is Jesus to you, to me? One thing that's come to mind as I've been thinking about it um, this week is that Jesus is the one who's always with us. 
whether we're locked inside staying at home or whether we're out and about, whether we are in joy, in suffering, in life and in death, we belong to God. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Well, we're told that we are just about to enter some of the hardest weeks in our country with this pandemic, which is really scary because the human suffering and the amount of people who have died is already, it's staggering. And we're also entering the week where we remember the suffering of Jesus. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, it's, it's at that same same time. And I always think every year around Palm Sunday that there's a temptation to jump from Palm Sunday to Easter and to kind of skip over the week a little bit. But we miss so much if we do that. And especially now, um, I think we could really all uh, be blessed by thinking deeply about the suffering of Jesus and that he shares in our human experience of suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually. Because the good news is for us that obviously that God doesn't remain aloof and distant from our suffering, but that God engages in it, enters into it with us. God with us, that's the good news. Through COVID-19, the economic collapse, through our fears, our anxiety, through way too many hours of online school, through so much disappointment, frustration, and grief, God is with us. This is what I'm holding on to right now. Well, Jesus had somehow been present to this woman in her human suffering in a way that was profound. And so turning toward our lives, how might we also open ourselves up for God to meet us as we are in our struggle, in our suffering in this time, especially now? Well, here are a few thoughts. First, let's think about where we're giving our attention. I don't know about you, but my mind has been all over the place. We are on information overload. The news change is changing so fast. And then our lives have completely changed so fast. Um, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. And our stress affects us in different ways. And so we have to be extra gentle with ourselves, but it also um, reminds us about where we put our attention um, can, can help or hurt. I found some really practical advice in Psalm 92 that I want to share with you. It says, let us proclaim God's love in the morning and God's faithfulness at night. God's love in the morning and God's faithfulness at night. In other words, don't begin the, the day with the news. Don't end the day with the news, but much better is to begin and end the day with God. My family knows I'm preaching to myself right now. Um, but of course, um, really focusing on how we are, where we're putting our attention can really, can really help us get into a new rhythm in this new normal. God's love in the morning, holding on to the promises of our faith, and God's faithfulness at night, looking back on the day with gratitude for where and how we felt God's presence with us. So first, thinking about where we put our attention. Second, remember we are hardwired for human connection. 
all of us, even us introverts. And in this season of social, physical distancing, it's important to think about how we socially connect. Our governor even said it this week. Did you hear him? He said we should pick up the phone and call a friend. (laughs) For some of us, that's like old school. But I don't think it really matters how we reach out to each other. He's saying this because obviously it's so important for us to connect with each other. Um, This is how we experience God's love and encouragement um, oftentimes is through each other. And as people of faith, um, not underestimating the power of our prayers for each other. And, um, and, And especially just thinking about those who maybe are particularly having a hard time in this season. So reaching out to each other. And then third, gratitude. Um, we talked about this a little bit during our happy hour the other night, some of the, some of the, the blessings even now. There's always so much to be grateful for. And I say this very mindful that this is very much a season of lament. The biblical prayers of lament can really um, give voice to the struggle right now. So I mentioned gratitude, not in any way wanting to ignore or minimize or look over the real suffering and the the space for grieving, which is so important. But I think when we focus on the blessings, it can help us get through. And so I mentioned that as um, something to really hopefully practice, especially now. Well, it's Palm Sunday got a big week ahead of us, Holy Week. So um, let's remember this story. Let's remember that the love that Jesus obviously must have had for this woman. And let's hold on to the love that we trust Jesus has for each one of us. Amen.